ever been looking for something for the kids to watch and you just can't find anything? I think the best thing about streaming services when it comes to kids is that it's for the grown-ups too. So you can pick a streaming service and you know that you are getting something for your children, uh, but you're also getting something for yourself as well. So when you put them to bed, that service is there and you can literally flick it on and actually enjoy something that you want to watch. So it's kind of like a guilt-free important thing for your children, I would say. Today on Feed, Play, Love, the best streaming platforms for families. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. When your kids have decided there's a world of programming beyond ABC for kids, where do you go? There are so many streaming services out there, but which are the best ones for kids? Justin Hill is the host of listener podcast, The Streaming Service, and he's here to give us a rundown of the best streaming services for kids. Hi, Justin. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Now, many parents might think that, you know, a quality content platform is basically the ABC. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're not wrong, by the way. (laughs) They're not wrong. Um, but that also in some way they're more educational mm. or diverse. Like I remember when mine were little, I'd be like, oh, it's okay if they're watching TV because yeah. it's ABC it's for ABC. kids. Yeah, of course. It's like, you know, basically Montessori school yeah. on a television. Um, but are there other platforms that offer a similar kind of programming? There are. And I, I love this term edutainment that's come mm. up. And I really think that when you're a parent, you kind of, it depends what you're after. It depends on the age of your children. So are you looking for a distraction? Are you looking for education or are you looking for entertainment or a combination of all of them? And so a lot of the platforms um, like ABC, iView are fantastic and they're free, which is amazing. And they really are trying to have a lot of content for children on there. But that's not to say that some of the other big ones like Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus are also playing in that field as well. And some of them do it better than others. So, you know, you've got Netflix, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, who all have a kids mode. So you can actually go in and you can change the settings on the platform so that when you're logged into it for your children, they won't see any content that's not rated, you know, that's inappropriate for them. They don't see unnecessary things like synopsis of a TV show or a movie that we might like to see. Um, And so you can put it on with that same faith that you have in the ABC, knowing that they're not going to accidentally come across something that they shouldn't come across. Oh my God. I'm sure I've used (laughs) those services and had no idea (laughs) that I could do that. Okay. So I was surprised when I kind of looked a bit outside the ABC for kids and realized that a lot of the content that made, that's made for kids in Australia has really high standards. Mm. Cause I just assumed once you leave ABC for kids, it's like wild west. You can throw anything (laughs) at children, but actually they are, there are some really high standards there's quality and then there's quantity and kids can get through a lot of content, Mm. particularly if you go into lockdown for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and you have to work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what streaming service gives you the best bang for your buck in terms of the amount of Mm. kids programming? Because I'd say we've signed up to some and gone, 
there is nothing for children no. on here. And that's the thing. You know, the streaming services usually specialise in something. So there are some like Hey You who are unapologetically all about reality TV and they love that and that's what they do and that's what their target market is and they don't try and play in any other field. Mm. But then you do have a handful that are trying to appeal to the whole family because they know that it's the mums that are signing off on saying, yes, we can spend $11 a month on this. You know, and mum's not going to say, yep, okay, we can add that to our list of bills if there's not something for everyone, you know, in the family. The biggest thing that these platforms are concentrating on, though, is original content. When they first started, it was about getting the rights to all the different shows. So you literally had to, you know, if you wanted to watch um, Bluey, you would have to go and watch it on one platform. These days, that doesn't really exist. The licenses have allowed different platforms to both have different titles. Um, but what they're actually doing is they're creating their own content. And so they're pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into these TV shows and movies so that instead of paying licensing fees to other shows or other production companies that actually have their own. And uh, now when it comes to who has the best bang for buck, well, I mean, it's very difficult. It's like picking your favorite child, but um, <laughs> you know, mums and dads out there, I know that we don't do that. Um, I did mention before that Netflix, Paramount Plus and Disney Plus have great kids modes, which is fantastic. But if I really had to pick one because, you know, I'm a child of the 80s and I yes. think, you know, I have nieces and nephews, I think Disney Plus is probably a really great option because not only do you have a lot of kids content and a lot of modern, modern kids content for younger children, uh, also for teens and tweens as well, but you've also got that back catalogue of classics. I had a field day when I got Disney Plus because I went back and watched <laughs> Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. None of these modern, you know, live action remakes. I wanted to relive my childhood yeah. and go back and watch those movies. And I think for parents, if they're looking for something that gives them a real catalogue of new stuff, then Disney also gives you this old stuff as well. And it's so nostalgic and we we love watching it. And I think a lot of parents may find themselves peeking over the shoulder of the couch and just, you know, slowly <laughs> watching a little bit of them themselves as well. Can I say that all the ones that I want to revisit with my kids, they refuse to watch? Why? Because they say they're scary. And you know oh, what? Yeah. I think they're right. I mean, the witch in Snow White, she's scary as hell. No, I'm not even talking about those ones. I'm talking about the gremlins. Oh, yes. Well, or the that, goonies. Uh, yeah, goonies. Like, um, um, they're classics. Or E.T. even. Have you seen the follow-up movie to The Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz? I is, love that film and it's is that so with Michael scary. Jackson? No, so the, no, that's The Wiz. Oh, right. But um, Return to Oz was the official sequel and it is scary really like, because Jim Henson like that's that era it's the puppets oh yeah it's the creepy real life kind labyrinth of it's yes, another one that absolutely. won't watch with me but that's the great thing about these these platforms you know a lot of them they offer up um all of those uh, because they are they're trying to appeal to parents and children at the same time they're trying to appeal to families um mm. you know and, and you know, one thing I would say to people too is when you are looking into what platform you want to you want to go with there are some that don't have specific children areas. Like I said that Paramount Plus have a kids mode, which is great, but they also don't have a specific area for children's yes. content. So you That's have true. to kind of go sifting through it. Binge, you know, um, while they have some kids' areas, um, occasionally an animation might get through that's probably not great for younger audiences. Um, whereas you can, if you can tailor it a little bit more like you can on Netflix and yep. on those other platforms, it's definitely probably worth your while. Just looking into doing a little bit of research on those. Yeah. And I would say with original content, 
I have found Netflix to be yes amazing. Fear for Street kids was stuff. It, I mean, it's probably maybe for us who grew up watching that. Which one was it? It's called Fear Street. So, and what they're doing these days <laughs> is they're taking all of these very um like like well known books, yes. but not well known from a Harry Potter level. Yeah, like well known more like you know R. L. Stein and stuff like that, and they're turning them into um, series and movies. And so you know, if you want your maybe you know your tweens or your teens who can watch that slightly scarier stuff, yes. you can introduce them to. I mean, look at Kate Bush's song in Stranger oh, Things. Oh my word! A hundred million listens on that song. I know. Like it's insane. But that's yeah. what we're doing. That's what twenty twenty two is all about. Is we're introducing audiences and our younger audience to the stuff that we loved when we were growing up. Yeah, because, you know, there's only so much of your life you can watch the Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> Never tried it. Yeah. Now, look, um, before I let you go, I have a friend mm. who switches between platforms on a regular basis. Yes. So she watches what she and her daughter want to watch on one platform mm-hmm. and then move to another. As a streaming expert, yes. is this a good way to avoid the mounting costs of too many subscriptions? Yes, well, I was going to say, don't be like me and have all of them <laughs> because then all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's when they all start to add up. It's quite a bit of money. Yeah. I think the sweet spot with streaming services is to pick maybe one paid one and or two if you have the budget to do that and then investigate what free ones you can get because... Across those, you know, you're, if you pay for Netflix and then maybe you discover that you can also use ABC iView, a 10 Play, 7 Plus, there are like so many out there. Um, there's content on these platforms that's actually not on free-to-air. So right. it's especially on those platforms. And the thing is, I would say to people as well, is when you want to look for what you're going to invest in, if you maybe are going to add another streaming service or if you haven't e- even had one yet, they're very open and very transparent about what they have on their platforms. So if you're looking for a very specific, you know, you you know that your child loves Bluey, then you can easily Google who has Bluey in Australia at the moment because they they are very um, open and honest about listing what they've got for you to watch. And then you can then look at it and go, well, okay, cool. So Bluey's on that platform. And then they also have this show, which I like to watch. And or they also have this genre, which I like as well. And then if you throw in a couple of free ones as well, you get a really nice mix of a bit of everything. Another thing to keep an eye out for though, too, is uh, the, the platforms and the titles change. Uh-huh. So like I said yes. to you, yeah. So like I said to you before, once upon a time, it used to be about getting the rights to a title and only one platform could have that title. That doesn't exist anymore. So what's happening is, is that multiple platforms have got multiple shows. You can find the Kardashians on multiple, um, you know, streaming services in Australia now where it only used to be one. And now what's happening is all of those shows will slowly come under the umbrella, the umbrella of the company that owns them because they're all starting their own streaming platforms. So, uh, you know, CBS who own Paramount Plus, they also own Channel 10, they also own MTV and Nickelodeon. So all of those shows will slowly start to pull away from the streaming services and they will all fall under Paramount Plus. So the deals are starting to wrap up. So be aware of that when you are, you know, looking for your platform, who's got what, and just be aware that if it does disappear, you may have to change. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So much work. Justin, (laughs) thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Happy viewing. (laughs) That's Justin Hill. He is the host of The Streaming Service and you can catch his podcast on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes plus we can reach and help even more parents. 
And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.